Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boss Your Business. And today I am excited to have Chelsea Pites as my guest because I'm like, I've been stalking you for how long on Instagram now? <laughs> I don't think stalking you have... friends. We're friends now. <laughs> we are friends now. I don't think we actually have met in person though yet. We this did. Is... We, we met in San Diego and you brought me a bottle of champagne, which we enjoyed on the rooftop. Of the hotel. Look at that. See, this is this is how social media and real life literally just funnel into each other. I'm like, I know your, I know your life, I know your hubby, I know your kid. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what we're gonna talk about today. But let me introduce you to Chelsea first. Chelsea um, helps real estate pros get unstuck from their social media overwhelm by creating a sustainable um, attraction-focused content plan that effortlessly attracts leads into their business. You are also a best-selling author, podcaster, international keynote speaker, workshop creator, wife, mom, and rescue dog owner. And guys, I got to tell you, those dogs, you need to go check out Chelsea's Instagram and the stories. I swear I'm there for the dog and the kid content. <laughs> That's what everybody says. It's the happiest little space in Instagram. If you like dogs and you like, you know, a kid here and there, it's going to be great. <laughs> so before we dive into how you have built a freaking engaging and irresistible brand on social media, I want to hear from you. My most favorite questions to my guest is always, how did you get here? Because I know there is some some makeup in the past. There is there, there were a couple of stories where I'm like, wait a second, Chelsea did what? <laughs> yes, I've tried a lot of different things. And I will tell you that I, and I think many people resonate with this idea that I never really envisioned that I would become a speaker or a coach. I never thought I would write a book or two. And so it, it it sort of naturally progressed. I think I really didn't know what my calling was, um, which is a teacher, until the last few years. But yes, I, um, I, I was a realtor for a long time. So I am a former realtor now turned uh, real estate uh, content coach. And I was a realtor. And I enjoyed that because I enjoyed talking with people. I enjoyed helping people. And so there was sort of that commonality of like wanting to help people, wanting to teach. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I loved looking at houses, right? I never got tired of it. It was like one of the best things ever. It was so fun. So I really enjoyed that. It's like it's like the real life Pinterest board. It is. It is. It, it is. It's that show. Um, what is that show on HGTV where they're going to look at houses? It's that one. It was, it's really like that. It was really fun. And then I transitioned still in the same industry, but helping even more. So there's that theme again. Um, and, you know, somewhere before I was, you know, sort of in real estate, I also happened to do a, a little bit of makeup for like Phoenix Fashion Week and, and I think an independent film we did and um, magazines. And I just, I, that was my creative part. Now my creative part is in the videos. And so I've always had like a little bit of a, of a creativity streak. And that is just what, what I did with it at the time, because that we didn't have video. This was before video, really. I mean, nobody was really doing video. There was probably YouTube and that was it. 
So that yeah, was that was that, that was the begin that was the beginning of YouTube. At that time, mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I still think back. I'm like, my late husband literally used to film on on tape and needed a cutting machine to edit video in those days. Oh. Yeah, it was not not as easily accessible as it is now. Um, yeah. And this this is why I love always asking this question, um, specifically when you mention, hey, I didn't even really know how all of this fits till just recently. It's like so many of us, when we watch at people that we that we admire, when we look at them and, and what they did, we often miss that piece of they spend potentially five, six, 10 years just doing things. And I always call it follow the yellow brick road, mm -hmm. where it's like you literally just listen either way within what you like or what you don't like or what your clients are asking for. And when I look at somebody like you that speaks on major stages that is out there, you are constantly traveling. It's like, it's this, this public view of everything is perfect. And then, but hearing how you got there, how you just followed the yellow brick road and just collect those data pieces and those information of what works, what doesn't work, what do I like, what do I not like? And then just build the business of your dream and combine those things. So from from all of this and your path to getting here what exactly do you do right now i know you're a content coach i know you're speaking i know there's a book out there there's so many things out there who is chelsea pites right now yes that's a very good question and i think a really scary one for a lot of people because you have to spend time with yourself you have to spend time asking yourself the hard questions <laughs> And what do you really want to do? And I know that I want to teach. I want to change change people's mindsets about themselves and how they're showing up online and how we can mesh how they would show up offline in an online world. And before, this was a hard sell. It really was because before the pandemic happened, um, you know, it, it was social media was still you know prolific and people were using it, but there was really, uh, I think, a lot of people with the mindset, especially, you know, our generation, too, that didn't grow up with social media, that didn't grow up with the Internet of Things. I did not grow up with that. So for me, it's a much different experience than for my almost 10-year-old son who knows no other life more than technology. But, you know, I think there's still a mindset of, well, you know, that's not real. It's not it's not real life. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and I, I don't need to turn my Zoom camera on. This isn't a real meeting. Well, it's a real human being on the other side and you're a real human being. And what happened then from the pandemic, everybody was on meetings on Zoom and happy hours with colleagues and friends and holidays and birthdays because we had to. And none of us would say, uh, oh, the fact that you just told your parents who you haven't seen in two years that you love them and miss them through a Zoom call, well, yeah. of course it's real. And so I love working on the mindset shift of those limiting beliefs of how are we showing up online and how can we be more human through technology? Because a lot of frustration with social media and content is because of that reason, is <laughs> because we're showing up differently in a way that we wouldn't do. So my, my primary focus is coaching humans that are in the real estate or mortgage space 
specifically because I've been in that industry 22 years. However, the strategies work for all industries to find out what their unique personality driven brand is and how to share that at scale through video and through free social media platforms. And so people put that under the umbrella of personal branding or video coach. Some people broadly call it social media. For me, I'm really helping people figure out how they can show up online in the same way that they do offline. Because so many of us say, if I could just get in front of people, I know they want to work with me. I know I could sell them on me. And so we can do that. And, uh, you know, it just takes some some skills and uh, a a lot of overcoming of limiting beliefs around our recorded selves on on the, you know, socials and on video and wherever else you're sending it. And I think it also comes back around to the first initial point that you made of sitting with yourself, being okay with yourself, which means also stepping away from external influences for a moment. Turn off the TV, turn off your social media and just listening within of, okay, what is it that I want to put out there? What do I want to stand for? What what is my goal? Who am I? And it can become really easy to, uh, hey, I need to be on social media. That's what my clients are. I need to do. And using it as a noise machine to not listen within. But then when, and I'm, I'm like, I've been going through this growth phase of, what am I standing for? What what do I want to teach? What is the goal here? I was really, really solo- solution focused where it's like, but how do people figure out what they don't know if I'm just talking about the solution? So it's interesting listening to you because I've been going through the same kind of growth and realization and cleaning things up. But to everybody also listening, this is also a great point for you of this changes just because Chelsea is where she is right now. Just because I am where I am right now doesn't mean we're going to be here for the next two, five, 10, 20 years. Things always adjust. We always grow. We learn new things. Just it's, it's your permission slip to just put stuff out there because things change. You have permission to change your mind, change your direction, change your business. And and, and that's the, the great part of it is you get to decide, you know what, this isn't work for me. I'm not passionate about this, like, you know, anymore. So absolutely. And I love reminding people that, yes, if you're looking for permission, I'm giving it here, to you. <laughs> here you go. Maybe, maybe you should add a literally a written permission slip in your book. Oh, you're really, that's a great idea. I'll have to, I'll, I'll think about that. I'll, I'll credit you on that. This is, a, this like, is dedicated to Evie. <laughs> yeah, here you, here you have your official permission slip. You even can take it out and pin it to your wall. Just go yeah. do. And, and the permission also is that it's okay if you don't know any of those things yet. And just start in the middle, start at the end, start somewhere. And if you can stay with it consistently enough, like anything else in life, you're going to learn what you like, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And the hard part is a lot of us are seeing content that we think we then have to do that or like that, per- do it like that person or like a copy, 
you know, and it's it, it's a very normal spot to be in. So I just don't really know. I mean, the worst question I feel like anyone could ask me is like, what are three words to describe yourself? And you're like, um, only <laughs> three. Well, but if somebody said <laughs> three words to describe you, I would immediately just, you know, rattle it off. It's, it's hard when we're living with ourselves every day, right? It's hard for us to, it, to bring out the story and to bring that out of ourselves. And that's where we get stuck a lot. It is, oh my gosh, I don't have anything to say. Uh, everybody's already said it. I don't think anybody cares about my opinion. I'm afraid to share my perspective because what if somebody else doesn't like my perspective? And all these things that go into our minds that just keep us from like, let's just let's just do this because it seems like this is working for someone else. So let's, let's do that. And then you end up not enjoying the whole thing. But I think, especially right at the early stages of beginning of trying something, um, I think there is an advantage to mirroring others and testing yes. things. Absolutely. That's how we get the data of, yeah, not my thing. Yeah. Well, I really like that. Absolutely. So it's, Somebody else did it. Go try it. You like it. You don't like it. Awesome. But you don't mm -hmm. have to be a full on carbon copy because look at the people you like. Mm -hmm. They carved their own way. There is no other Chelsea Pites out there <laughs> that shares BP using his butter without a knife on the toast or not resetting the microwave timer. Yes, that's the stuff that I know about her family because... <laughs> I'm literally glued to her Instagram stories. It's it's relatable. It's hilarious. And I don't even want to know how many blankets you have around the house because you always find a dog hiding under one somewhere and it's always another room. But this comes down to you have built your own irresistible brand because literally when I see your Instagram story pop up, it's one of the, okay, I need to see what Chelsea is up to. It's this... I don't want to miss out what's happening. I don't want to miss out on you using cigarette paper at, as blotch paper. I was laughing so hard at this one where it's like. I had no idea. I was like, well, this is so nice that you are just giving this away. And I'm like, oh. and it's like. That's why I'm following Chelsea's husband, BP, by the way. Because I also get to see the other side of the story. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's it's real. It's like, even though we've seen each other, like, I think once or maybe even twice in person, mm -hmm. it's I can call Chelsea up and be like, girl, what the heck are you doing? Seriously? <laughs> because I literally yeah. know what's happening in mm -hmm. her life. And I'm not even a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. That's how you build an irresistible brand where people literally are waiting for, for Chelsea's face to pop up in Instagram story. So I can see what the heck they are up to. <laughs> um, before we dive into the nitty gritty of processes and tools for anybody that wants to uh, maybe test a couple of things, maybe you follow your example. What would you tell them how they can start building an, an irresistible and engaging brand online, no matter if that is going to be Instagram or another tool. Right. Yeah. A any tool. It does not have to be a specific platform. I always start with teaching almost the opposite. So I have this little phrase, I say less contenting and more commenting. 
And I like that for any person, beginner, middle, advanced, because we have to understand the core of the product. These products want us to spend time communicating with other people. Their major competitors are your phone, really, and email. And how easy and convenient is it that I don't need to actually, I don't have your phone number yet. I can get a hold of you at any time. And yeah, so, I don't think you do. No, I don't have the phone numbers of most people. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have your phone number. So can you send that to My me? Instagram better not get blocked or something. <laughs> uh, we need, we need. Well, to now I have your email. So, you know, it's a little <laughs> old school with email, but it's, it's so wonderful to be able to utilize these as communication tools. And so the very first thing is I always tell people, I mean, truly these platforms really don't need more content. There's a ton of content out there. It needs to be used and leveraged as a human communication portal, not a copy paste, not a sailing in the DMs. No, for actually saying, how can I talk to more people? How can I be a human being today and do something that is a little unscalable? And I know that you are all about scalability. I am too. We're going to talk you about can, You cannot leave the human aspect. No, you, you leave the human out of it. Totally. If you, if the, the unscalable things, which are always human, those are the things that make the difference. And also what's great about it is that if I'm going to send a message through a direct message, or if I'm going to send a little video, which is my tip for people who are terrified of, and camera shy, and they're like, okay, listen, I put it on my 2021 list that for 2022, I was going to do more videos. And guess what? Y'all procrastinated and nobody did them. So now it's on your list again. The best way for you to start. I feel is, called out. <laughs> with love, with love, with love. <laughs> and so the best way to start, honestly, like here's the reason we don't love being on video because we think that it has to have a studio. It has to have a script or I have to say something that's thought provoking and teach and be interesting. And all those things are great and you absolutely can do that. But what happens is if we're new to video, and we haven't really been doing stories. We have to get used to our recorded selves because there is oh God, a mess yes. between the recorded self and the actual self. And if you are somebody who has said, I can't stand how I look or I can't stand my voice. Great. You are human. That's wonderful because the majority of people feel that way. If mm -hmm. you don't feel that way, it's because you've been doing video for a very long time. Or maybe you're a natural born actor and love the screen. But that's not the majority of people. So I say send those one-to-one -one videos through direct message and why through direct message, not text or email. Those are also great ways to do it. I said, and it's not, a, it's not an, or it can be an, and the reason I want you to send those videos um, to people that, you know, not strangers, people that you like, know, and trust your past clients, current clients, friends, people that actually could refer you business. I want you to get comfortable with a more authentic version of you on video so that you're growing that confidence. And what happens is when you post about your sweetheart dog and I ask you, oh my gosh, Evie, how's the dog? How's everything doing? I'm, I'm worried and I'm just thinking about you guys and I just love him and give him a scratch for me. Now, what I'm thinking of is not a script because we don't need to script human interactions. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just talking to you, right? And you're like, that's so kind. I love that you were so thoughtful. So you feel good. I feel good because I, I sent something that was kind, but the best part about it is that when I'm not thinking of a script and I'm only thinking of you, something happens with my body language. 
something happens with my voice, something happens with my face. And I yep. start to embody the more real me that feels like me. And I'm like, okay, well, I didn't love being on camera. The lighting wasn't amazing, but it wasn't too bad. I mean, I, I, I think I can do that again. So I want you to get exposed to your recorded self in the most authentic way we can possibly do it. And jumping right into something where you're like three reasons to blah, 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 might be a little bit, a little bit um, more difficult. So the other bonus is, is that when you're sending it through DMs, as you know, that is a very weighted data point in the algorithm. And it's going to work smarter and harder for your content. We want leverage, which is all about systems and productivity, is leverage. And if you're leveraging direct messages and you're sending a quick 10 second video to someone that literally took, you know, seconds out of your day, what's going to happen is that algorithm is going to say, oh, well, let's make sure we keep showing future content that wasn't made specifically for Evie and her dog, but was made by Chelsea. And so we're going to serve it up. Great. Love that. If I send it to you in a text message, it's awesome. You are like joyous that you received it. And that's it. That's where it ends. There's nothing else that's going to say, oh, and let's show you more of this person. You actually have to touch that person every single time. And it's sort of a one one time experience. So I think that is a really great way to start. And if you've already been doing videos, it's a good place to go back to because the whole thing is about communication. And, you know, we forget about people. We're like, oh, my gosh, where has that person? I have not seen your stories in forever because we get used to talking to the same people and seeing the same things. And we have to get out of our box and our list and say, I need to proactively engage. And when you proactively engage and you're commenting over contenting, first of all, it's a whole lot easier to do. You're not stressed about creating your time walking and your contenting and your batch creating and my captions and my hashtags and all the things. And yeah. everyone can do it. It eliminates the excuses because you don't, it does only takes you 10 seconds. You just open it up record boom there we go and it, there, there are so many other advantages next to the data triggers and everything so why i love video and by the way when i started video i and even now i still have moments where i'm like damn evie you sound quite bitchy right now just because with the german accent and everything which leads me to one of the advantages of really video messaging or putting your face out there is people perceive you differently. When I just send a voice message, they only have their perception of my voice. Now, I can be snarky, I can make crappy jokes, and I do have this accent, and I have this straight up forward, this is my language from, from being a German. I come across a little bit softer and a little bit more approachable when they actually can see my face and they can see my facial impression alongside with what I'm talking about. Because when I'm in problem solving mode, it's like one, two, three, here's how we get this done. And that's just me. Not everybody oh, can connect and with I, that. And I love that's your personality. That is so incredibly important. And that's what people connect with or mm -hmm. not. And that's, that's, you want to connect and attract the people um, that, you know, are, are attracted to that personality. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that you just said there is I always say faces take you places because that is really important. And now, again, this used to be a harder sell, but thanks to Zoom and everybody living on Zoom for the last almost three years, we know what it's like to be on a Zoom call and not see anybody. And oh, it's just God. their name. 
and like your energy level is just uh, we have to see human faces to connect with people mm -hmm. to understand them to you know to um relate to them yeah. and when i'm doing zooms and i do a lot of virtual presentations i will tell you that virtual presentations are much more energetically draining for me than anything that i'm doing on a stage in the physical world live and that's because i specifically amp up my energy level. I imagine I'm talking to someone. I lean in, I use my hands, my voice is going up and down. I'm doing everything I can to come across mm -hmm. as human. And I have to really amp it up um, when I'm on Zoom calls. So you're right. We have to, as human beings, it is wired into our brains. We have to see something like, you know, when somebody walks in that, you know, really well, and they've had a horrible day and you're like body language, like yep. I'm just, I know that's how we communicate. And so, yes, if your content isn't showing your personality, you as a human being and your perspective, which is the only unique content, people are going to take longer to connect with you. And it really is like this unfair advantage that accelerates this trust and people don't even know what's happening it's wild, right? So it's, it's working for you. <laughs> Don't even know it. Even if nobody's engaging, they're connecting while they're consuming. Oh my God. How often have we had the situation where it's like, Oh my God, I've been watching you for years. And I'm like, I've never seen you in my comment section. One, yes. one, one of the, one of the most impactful stories for me was when my late husband was going through cancer and we shared our cancer journey as much as possible public. Again, not all the time because you were dealing with appointments and all the stuff. But at some point towards the end of that journey, I got a message, um, a DM that said, thank you so much for you guys sharing your story. I've been following your journey and you gave me the strength to tell my family that I'm going through cancer treatment. And I'm like, holy moly first of all the impact we had on somebody making a decision like this but i had i had no idea who this person was i have never talked to her before people are watching and i know as somebody that is on youtube as somebody that puts out content it can be devastating when you are not getting the numbers or the comments you want there find yourself a partner i know you have an amazing business partner that can help you ramp you up, cheer you on, because people are watching. Even if they're not commenting, even if they might not be liking, they are watching. So find yourself a cheerleader that can help you stay on track because people do watch. And if you are a metrics person, I am not a metrics person, <laughs> but if you are a metrics person, and I say that I'm not because I know myself, I know that I love excuses. I know that if I see things going down, I'm going to feel like not very good. And I'm going to be like, well, I just don't want to do this anymore. I know myself. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to live in that world of metrics. If you love metrics and it lights you up, it's very important to also make your own metrics because the metrics were given, especially in the new recommendation algorithm world. Um, you're going to be very disappointed and discouraged possibly if you're only focused on views because people are connecting and consuming and they're not leaving any clues. And until we have watch time and audience retention, that will give you some clues. But what if you let that go, if that's been holding you back? And what if you made your own metrics? Like maybe 
your metric is, do I smile in my videos? And maybe you haven't before. Do I start my videos with a question instead of so? Because I do that. That's my that's my my verbal tick. I say Those so. little habits that we do. And so maybe that's what you're measuring. Maybe you're measuring how often you're posting for the next 90 days and you're going to commit to twice a week because we can't control if someone likes it, but we can control how often we're posting, how many people we're talking to. You can control those things. And oftentimes when I can control the things, I find that helps me uh, have something to measure and feel good about that I actually can impact or change. So if you are a metrics or just make sure you're measuring meaningful metrics for your business. <laughs> and that can be quite a holdout. That's one of the things that I have been struggling with this year where right now we are revamping the YouTube channel completely with a different focus where it's like, I compared myself to YouTubers who are YouTubing to YouTube. I am on YouTube to educate and get in front of clients, which is a complete different strategy. Yes. So it's mm -hmm. like, it took me a while. Guys, I, you guys know I'm a data hawk. I love numbers to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And I got into the spiral and I'm like, okay, I'm done. What, what do I really care about? Mm -hmm. What is that metric that I'm looking for? So I love that tip. And especially for, for all of us in business, when we can find something that we can control, that we can impact and we are not just on the effect side and we are counting on external triggers to make us happy. Guys, the external triggers and metrics are going to come with you focusing on your internal triggers and the stuff that you can change. This is from the data guru. You heard it from her. <laughs> if there's someone who loves a metric, it's you. I do. So I love I that. Do. You <laughs> I do. To the point of where I literally have to reel myself in again, where I'm like, yeah. girl, you don't need all the metrics. My follower yeah. count on YouTube does not matter. Not really, mm -hmm. because I'm not on YouTube to YouTube. But we all, we all get into this. We all get into some spirals where we are suddenly uh, wanting and looking at things that we shouldn't. And it all matters just to, to take a breather, step away from everything, listen inside what matters to you, and then adjust accordingly. Right. Now, we already started talking data points, so we are getting a little bit into the techie and nerdy things now. Processes. Mm -hmm. As I already talked about, you are you have built your business around the lifestyle you want. You go get to travel and speak on stages. You get to spend time with Mason. Um, I heard there is a Thanksgiving vacation coming up with the whole family again. What are the processes that have allowed you to run your business so you can live the life you want? Well, the very first thing that I had to do and still do and live by, and, and I will tell you, I've been doing this for, it is a full year because I remember reading the book, um, Free to Focus, Michael Hyatt, about you know your calendaring and all of that. I read that book in November of last year. And so it's been a year. And I will tell you that um, it, I just changed it again, but I haven't changed it in a long while. So I'm still tweaking. 
So while yep. this did give me an immediate track to run on, I still evolved it. I still tweaked it. I tried using this. I didn't like it. Didn't work for me. Nope. I'm not going to let go of that. I still need to do it. So you'll have to tweak. And I'm somebody who doesn't like to tweak. Like, I just want to put it together, have it done. It needs to work. And so that would that be nice if that actually would work like that. I know, right? So, um, so I read this book, which is very focused on calendaring in like a 90 day and, and not making to-do lists and living and dying by your calendar. And um, so because I stuck to that, I was able to reach all of the goals I wanted to achieve in this entire year because I would only focus on three goals a quarter. And every day and every week, it was different pieces to get to those goals. And so I am a to-do lister. Nothing brings me more joy than crossing off something that I have put on my to-do list. Nothing makes my brain feel freer than dumping all the things that I need to do onto a list. And so I actually still have a to-do list, but I, I don't look at it. I, I get it all out and then I have to figure out what I'm going to pick. So as somebody who is really hard for me to do that, I had to train myself to do it. And with that, um, I, I, I thought to myself, well, I could never, I could never have a content day where I don't take meetings or I don't have coaching calls. Oh gosh, like what if people want that day? And I had to start saying, listen, I need to do and have appointments for myself. And that is really important because I make more money when I make more content. I am a better coach when I make more content. I am a better human when I can be creative and I enjoy that. So, um, you know, now I focus on three days a week that are, I do theme days. I have two days a week that are all themed around content. One day is podcasting and my podcasting interviews, maybe one day is editing. So I'm only doing those things. And let me tell you how hard it is so when I have an idea and I'm like, well, it's not my content day. I'm going to have to write that down. You have to be disciplined because yeah. you'll get off track. And, and uh, it, it will become really hard. So that calendaring and like you, I use, you know, Gmail and Google Calendar. So you don't have to have anything fancy. I did try Calendly. I also, you know, used a Dubs Auto as well. But um, I got to tell you, the Calendly did not work for me. And I want everybody to know why, because like, it's such a great product. And so many people love it. But I found for me and my emotional and mental health, it was just easier if I looked and did it manually for most of my events. Sometimes I'll still do a scheduler for like my podcast interviews and such, but I have those all in one day now. Um, so you got to know what works for you. And I have an assistant and she doesn't do any of my travel. I have to book the flights. Listen, know, know your limits. <laughs> know what you have to do and get rid of all the other stuff. But um, yeah, so I, I, I am a focused, scheduled person who now has, because I've been doing it for a year, has my dream schedule for 2023 because I was so disciplined with my schedule for this year and changing it and boundarying and holding on to the boundary um, and not saying, oh, I, let me, I can fit you in or absolutely or yeah, so it's it's hard mental shift for many of us, especially if you're a people pleaser. <laughs> especially if you're a people pleaser. Mm. Or if you're new in your journey because you feel like you have to take everything. Oh my gosh, if I if 
I don't do this, then what if I don't get this client? And what if I don't have any money this month? And so there's that that process of thinking of that scarcity versus the abundance and knowing that if I stick to this, I'm going to bring in more business because of, of what I'm doing here. And to jump in on that one, first off, I love how you say, you know what, it doesn't always work how other people work. It's like, I have, I use a combination of using a scheduler because I choose, I'm like, we are changing already again, how we run the podcast, not that it's going to change for anything you guys listening, but just the process behind the scenes, it's going to be easier for me to use the scheduler because I'm going to be scheduling anywhere from 10 to 30 people and I can just choose the slot on my scheduler and they can choose the best spot for them. (laughs) But it has still those boundaries where I'm following a similar process and framework as Chelsea does, where it's like, I have specific days for specific things. And believe me, I went through the same kind of thinking where I'm like, oh my God, but what if my client, and it doesn't matter, then they are not the right client for you. And I can tell you from my own perspective and having been through this, I stuck to my guns with certain boundaries, with certain dates, with certain prices. And believe me, there was a month or two where I was sweating bullets and I'm like, (laughs) I don't know how it's, and it always worked out. It mm-hmm. always came around where that client signed up for my new pricing, where I didn't have to worry. And it was a perfect client. So make a decision, stick to your guns. There is more than enough potential clients out there that the ones that do not fit in your boundaries do not matter. Yes. And there was one more thing, and I completely forgot about it. Means it wasn't important. That's my what my mom always says. Yes, that's wasn't important. If I forgot about it, it wasn't important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like really this this batching and making decisions. It's not just a sense of setting boundaries. This was the piece. One of the lessons that have been happening for me over the last month or two in setting those boundaries in in working closely with a couple of pretty big clients has been this this perception of mine of things have to happen now where where a client comes and it's it's literally just a question it's literally just like okay when are we rolling out this process he didn't say why is this not done yet he didn't say we had a due date of yesterday he literally just asked where are we in the process of this and I'm getting heart palpitation and nervous and, oh, my God, he is mad. At, stop. Yes. Stop. Yes, ma'am. I really to literally, that. it's it's been this ongoing learning of reprogramming my own brain because it's it's not that anything that the client said. It's, it's nothing. You are fine. What? Stick to your schedule. <laughs> I literally have my notepad around because for whatever reason, I'm creative as AF right now and come up with so many ideas to note them down. Yes. And when it's something like with a client of you are feeling like you have to do something now, no, just tell the client, this is where we are in the progress. 
here's our due dates. He mm-hmm. is going to happen. Or if you are really, I'm like, my body literally goes into fight and flight mode. I'm working on resetting right. my nervous system and all the things. So there's a whole bunch of biohacking happening too. Mm-hmm. Go walk, literally step away from your desk, step away from everything. When you reach this overwhelm, this crazy fight and flight mode, mm-hmm. your body goes crazy, whatever, however it shows up. Mm-hmm. leave it all behind. It's going to be there in another half an hour, hour. Nobody else in, yeah, you can be worried in 30 minutes. So it's, you know, it's going to come back to it. <laughs> Step away, go walk. I have a perfect yeah. trail around my whole property to just reset your body and then get back at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you reading, you might've been seen on my stories. I know you were talking about biohacking and brains and resetting, and I'm doing the same thing too. Um, I'm reading a Dr. Amen's book, uh, change your, I said, change your body, change your mind, change your brain, change your body or something like that. I probably saying the title wrong forgive me, Dr. Amen, but it's a great book and it's like all learning about your type of brain and what's like the best thing to do for it. So we're, we are definitely on the same journey there too. <laughs> because it's like, um, I've been on this, on this journey of healing all trauma and trauma doesn't mean you have experienced something completely devastating. Trauma also can just be a, things that you perceive differently as a child and you reacted a certain way to that. There is things that, that I perceived in a certain way, which is why my body goes into fight or flight mode. And I literally get tingly and my stomach Mm -hmm. is going into knots. Mm -hmm. You realizing that is the first thing. And then just working on changing that perception. It's one of the reasons why I did timeline therapy and NLP and became master proc to it. So Mm -hmm. I have the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't stop because you are a layer, you are an onion. The moment you peel off one thing, the next thing is coming up and it's a continuous grow and it's a continuous adjustment, just like with your content, just like with what you are putting out there. Mm-hmm. And with that, we got our brain hacking. I love when stuff just pops up. I love it. But I don't want to forget about tools. You already yes. mentioned a couple of ones that... Yes you tried and didn't like or that that you were using so to to make sure we wrap up this whole nice package of how does Chelsea Pites build a business around her lifestyle Mm -hmm. the tool stack is a piece of that so what what are you using what's the tool stack that's supporting you right now and I want everybody here to know that I had no tool stack as of this time last year Okay, so you can be successful. You can find ways to do it. You don't have to wait. There's so many things that you can just do. And I'm a big believer in just do it and then you can refine it later. Because I know for me, I wouldn't start. And so I knew I had to take those those boundaries out of my way or those barriers out of my way or I wasn't going to actually do anything. So my tool, my tech stack, we've already talked about um, Google, which I know a lot of people use. I live in my drive. I live in my calendar. I I color code the calendars. That's very important for me. So visually, I can look at the next week and see when I'm speaking and when I'm just having meetings so I know how to prepare for the day. Um, and then for tasks and um, email newsletters, I do use ClickUp, which I know you love. And I use that with my assistant so that we can put standard operating procedures in place when we have projects. Her brain is very good at figuring out how to organize it. And I'm like, oh, great, love that for you. My brain doesn't work that way. So here's what I want to do. And then we'll put it in there and, and put the task through. So we use that. 
Um, Flowdesk is what I use for emails. And I love using Flowdesk because I was using MailChimp and it got really expensive. And Flowdesk is one price and it's pretty and has templates. It's like Canva for email. And I also now, and again, these are not things I did in the beginning. I hire someone to write those for me and send them out. We talk about what I want to talk about. And then this person writes it because the time that it would take me that I would sit and think about copy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I feel you on that one. Yeah. But I, I had to find somebody that knew my voice and, and that, you know, knows, you know, is speaking for me basically. And I approve everything too. So I use Flowdesk. Um, I mentioned Dubsado which if you have clients and you're invoicing, I started with PayPal, I was doing everything manually. And then I moved over into Dubsado because you can set up things to have triggers and you have contracts. If you are, you know, using contracts, it's really important to have those and sign those. And I've learned a lot over the year about that. Um, so I use Dubsado quite a bit for that. And then uh, the only other two things that I would recommend, unless I'm forgetting something that I'm using all the time, obviously, I think everybody probably uses Canva. Um, I use that uh, when I'm designing my lead magnets and my downloads and my freebies and even sometimes my um, uh, presentation slides. And then another cool tool that I've I've played a little bit with this year is Jasper.ai, which is like the yes. Is that like a little terrifying? It's like, oh, let me put the, give me this whole blog article and you type in two words and then it's like, and here you go. So I have used that for um, for a few things as well. So that's a, a great tool that is like, I think it's a premium. I think you can do like a good amount of free stuff. Uh, and then you have to pay if you want to upgrade and get, you know, unlimited. So, um, yeah, those are those are the, the tools. That's the tech stack. Yeah, what I'm going to do for you guys is it's going to be in the show description. I actually have an affiliate link with Jasper that gives you like 10,000 um, thingies for free. So you can play with it. Um, but, yeah, Jasper to me is a godsend. It's I am... <laughs> I am somebody, I am really, as you know, to the point, I'm a bullet list person. So the the issue that I have run into is writing the ClickUp book. I'm like, I can't use Jasper to write the book because it's a how-to book. If it's more of a thought leader, Jasper would be able to help more with that. But there is pieces in the book where you need an intro, you need an outro, you need a summary, you need those pieces. And I have like two sentences and I'm like, I don't know how to else what the. Uh -huh. They have the expander where you can give them like two sentences and they give you three paragraphs. Or if you have three paragraphs, it'll make it two sentences. I love it. <laughs> and it's like literally I just, okay, this is my idea. This is where I'm taking this. I literally just open up a document. I'm not even using any of the templates that are in there. I give it the start and then I just let Jasper keep writing. And sometimes, sometimes no. he goes a little bit crazy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you pulled yeah. the wrong AI information. Good. We just adjusted yeah. a little bit and then I let him run again. But it's, it's such a great way for me to spark ideas mm -hmm. to, to just bend on an idea to, to start telling stories more. So it's not only that Jasper for me has allowed me to start writing content more. It, it also has allowed me to learn to, to tell better stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Jasper fan over okay. here completely yeah. and full on specifically because I hate writing everybody that yeah, follows I know, me. I, knows I hate either. writing. <laughs> okay. 
Guys, you know, all of the links are going to be in the description. Um, Chelsea also has a goodie for you, a freebie for you um, that you can grab from her. All in the description, all there for you to easily link to it. Other than that, Chelsea, where can people find you? Where can they stalk the dogs and the kiddo? Best place is Instagram. I'm on all the things, but Instagram is my home base. So it's just my first and last name. You can find me there. And uh, if it looks, if you land on something that looks bright and happy and has rainbows, that's me. That's Smiling me. faces and rainbows, you're in the right place. And there's a yep. lot, a lot of, lot of education around social media, video, and Instagram all throughout that page. So I, I can't wait to connect with the people that come from the show. Let me know that you came from the show and I, I'd love to connect with you in the DMs. So great having you. I will be seeing you in your Instagram DMs because we regularly talk. And <laughs> to everybody listening, I will see you again on the next episode of Boss Your Business. Make sure to hit that follow and subscribe button and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody.